morning, everyone. Last week, we talked about um, rest and relaxation. don't know if you're here, whether you remember that. And um, I wondered whether anyone had got any rest and relaxation over this past week, doing something different, maybe visiting somewhere, or just having a few moments. Anyone? No, nothing. No, just busy. No rest and relaxation. No one went anywhere. Oh, yes. You were at home on your own. You didn't have any rest and relaxation. Well, that's a bonus for you, Dave. Dave was on his own. Did what he wanted. Did you do anything? Maybe we shouldn't ask. Just sitting. DIY jobs at church. Great. That's how you have rest and relaxation. Anyone else? No one. We went and saw family. Was that rest and relaxation? It was different. It was good. Yeah. Anyone else have any? No? Wonderful. Excellent. So a couple of people. Well, that's good. Maybe this week people will get a little bit more rest and relaxation. As we come to God, we looked at a verse last week, which I want to read again this week because we'll be thinking about it again during the service. And it was from the book of Isaiah. And it said this. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. It's a wonderful verse, and we'll be looking at a different aspect of that verse this morning. But let's stand and sing as we come before God, as we come before him and gain strength from him as we worship him this morning. Let's stand together and sing our first song. Today, we're going to be thinking about hope. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. And so I've got a challenge this morning. Looking at the people who gathered here, I'm imagining no one will come and do it, which is good for me, because it's all about money. I have £10 here. I'm willing to give it away. £10, that's a lot of money, isn't it, these days? Well, actually, not really, but it is if you've got it in your hand. It's a challenge that is hopeless, because there's no way you can do it. It is impossible. I've been doing this challenge for about 15 years. No one has done it. You could be the first person. It's impossible. All you have to do is jump over this £10 note. And I will give it to you. Simple. There are a few rules. I put the £10 note on the floor here. You can get as close to it or as far away as you wish. All you have to do the only rules are, is that you have to hold your toes and not let go of your toes. Okay? So you can jump over the farm, you can start from here, holding your toes, and you can jump, or you can go right close to it, holding your toes and jumping over. You cannot fall over when you land, you cannot loose your toes in any way, but all you have to do is jump over it. Fifteen years I've been doing this, no one's done it. I challenge you. Some of you might think, I, I, 
taking shoes off. Was that allowed? Okay, yeah. I'm a bit scared now. Okay, which side do you, would you like to? Okay, okay. I always get nervous because I say 15 years, no one's ever done it. Can you move the note that way a little? Yes, if you wish. Like, what, here? There? Oh, you don't want to fall into the wood. That, yeah, no injuries. Okay, people are standing up. They're eager. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. So you have to have all your fingers under your... T- no, no, all, yes. And, and hold and grip him. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm, I always get very nervous. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, don't. Oh, did I try backwards? 
eating then. Oh, okay, things, things are classed as hopeless. Clearly, there might be some hope in that challenge yet, but, you know, no one's ever done it, as I said, 15 years. But there are situations that seem to be totally hopeless. And I wondered whether you could just discuss what situations make you feel that they're hopeless, that there's nothing that can be done. We might think in our minds, oh, there's always hope, but there's situations we see and we think, oh, what can we do about that? Hopeless situations. Just a quick discussion, I'll give you two minutes just to say, what situations make you feel hopeless? Make you feel hopeless. Has anyone got any that they've thought about? Yes. Oh, yes. That is quite hopeless. Figuring out what the winning lotto number is. Is there any chance of that? Well, clearly some people do it, but it's, you know, chance in a million or so. Anything else that makes us feel hopeless? Any situations we look at and think, that's pretty hopeless, stuck in the middle of the Sahara with no water. That's a hopeless situation. I don't know whether any of you look at any of the situations in the world today, think about the things that are happening in the Middle East and around the world, and you think, how is that ever going to change? They feel pretty hopeless, the situations. People are trying their best, and still nothing changes. If one thing changes, something else gets worse. And sometimes we can look around and think, where is there any hope that things are going to change? Do you know, if you think about what humans need to live, I was reading an article, it says that human beings can survive without food for so many days, without water for so many days, without oxygen for so many minutes. But then the end of the article said, but human beings cannot survive without hope. If we were to think there was no hope, then we would start to stop living because we need that hope to survive, even when situations seem pretty dire. And some people do live pretty dire situations. I want you to take a look at this DVD, which I want to show you. It seems a hopeless situation, but you can see how there is hope within it. It's a story about a boy called Cody. Just take a look at this. Yes. I wonder whether this will reach. Possibly. Oh, there's one coming. I think it's on. Is it on? Yeah. Can you hear me? Well, we had a, a girl from um, Hungary come over. She was the first one we ever met coming out from the um, Iron Curtain and she came and uh, helped us um, by teaching us a bit of Hungarian in a language course I was doing and we kept in touch and we visited her and, and her husband um, two years later in um, Budapest and uh, then they had a, a baby and uh, the prognosis was terrible. It was a little girl, but she had a big hole in her brain, a big hole. And the, the um, doctors said, well, you, you know, you must have an abortion. And they said, no, we're not going to. We're Christians. And, um, I mean, the case was hopeless. It really was. 
Anyway, they prayed, and lots of people prayed, I think. And um, the hole in her brain began to close. And by the time she was born, she was a normal baby. And she grew up. She did have a few problems growing up, like most kids do. And their, their kids seem to have more health problems than many, I think. But anyway, um, she had a brilliant brain. She, um, got, she was one of these A students. And she's now in London University in the second year of a medical degree. And uh, that must have been an answer to prayer. Thank you. There are situations that we can find quite hopeless, or at least if not hopeless, very, very scary. And yet the Bible tells us that those who hope in the Lord, a God who can do all things, a God who can heal all things, a God who can make all things right, those who hope in him will have their strength renewed, will be able to face the situations that come upon them. I have three envelopes here with three stories in each of them from the Bible, hopeless situations, situations that no one could do anything about, and yet God intervened. So all I'd like to do is to get into three groups. If you don't want to get into a group because you feel like sitting on your own or in twos or whatever, then I've got the Bible stories just written out so you have to look them up in the Bible. So it's up to you. If you want to get into a group, I'd like three groups, then come and get an envelope off me. There's a story you can read out to the group, and then just one question which is how did God bring hope into that situation. If you prefer to sit on your own and look at these, then come and get one of these from me. Group, group, group number one. Front pew. So we have three stories. I don't know whether I'm interrupting anyone, but we have three stories. Sorry if I am. And the question was something like, how did God bring hope into that situation? So I wonder whether someone, one person from each group could just let us know what the story was and what your conclusions were. Maybe someone from group number one would like to. John, yes? So the hope came in an impossible situation through a baby to a couple who thought they couldn't have a baby. That's quite immediate and distinctive hope in a situation that seems very hopeless. What did group number two, two, three, who, this one at the front? Yeah. So the story is the, the man whose little daughter died, um, but on the way to going to see the daughter, there was a woman who touched Jesus' cloak and was healed from bleeding that she'd had for a number of years, and then the daughter was brought back to life, um, which raises all sorts of questions, as you say, about healing. And, but also the hope came to the rich, very rich person who was in the centre of society and also the lady who was very poor and on the outskirts and no one cared about. So... Hope was in, came into both of their lives in this situation of healing. So hope can be brought to anyone in any situation. I think that's what... Yeah. Quite a contrast, but... Yeah. And group number, whatever you were at the back, the raising of Lazarus. It's quite a long story, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but Lazarus was, Lazarus was dead. the hope was immediate and came and brought change but obviously the point raised in that group I think was that this doesn't always happen that sometimes situations don't always 
come to have miraculous healings, things don't always happen. In the story we watched on the film then, Cody didn't get his legs back. His life wasn't transformed into that of a normal, ordinary child, as people would like to put it. And yet, he was enjoying life. And yet, he was living life. Because within the situation that he was in, there was still that hope. And that's the wonderful thing about God, is that if we hope in the Lord, he will renew our strength to face whatever situation. If we hope in the Lord, sometimes immediate things happen that transform our situations, but sometimes they don't. But still, within the darkness that we might find at the time, there is hope of God's light within that. And that's what I love about hoping in God is that even though situations don't always transform immediately and we think, why has God not done that? There is still that hope and that strength within the situation that we find ourselves. And that's hoping in the Lord. Not just hoping for an immediate change, but hoping in a God that can bring his transformation into dark situations so that we can face that darkness. And out of that can come new life in different forms. We had a piece of paper, hopefully you had a piece of paper and a pen when you came in. If you didn't, there's a basket with paper and pens here which I can pass round. Um, and this was just for you to write down a situation which you might find, feel a little hopeless in at the moment or find is a hopeless situation or one that you're finding is fearful and to just write it down so that during the next song you can bring it up and put it in the basket and place it before God and say this is a situation where I feel hopeless, but I'm going to hope in you, and I'm going to bring it before you, and I'm going to lay it before you. So if you want to write down, it can be a personal situation, it can be a world situation, or something that you feel hopeless within, and then we'll bring it to God during our next song, and offer those as prayers to him. song together. If you can't come up to the front, please do pass your bit of paper to someone else to take up and uh, there's a basket here at the front and just pop it in while we're singing this next song together. Let's stand and offer our prayers to God as we sing. We're going to sing our final song this morning which is In Christ Alone. In Christ Alone my hope is found. There are many places we can find hope but it quickly disappears depending on circumstance but in Jesus, there is always hope. And part of our responsibility is not just to hope in God, but as people who know there is always hope in God, to offer that hope to other people when we face them, when we walk alongside them, when we walk with them into their situations. So let's stand and sing our final hymn together this morning and go from here with the hope of God that we can share with others. We're going to take up our offering as we sing this song. Even youths grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Please do stay for coffee and tea this morning, and biscuits most probably, I'm sure. <laughs>